Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 131. Yankees get swept by the Red Sox at Yankee Stadium for the first time in 10 years. The season ended today. The Yankees would not be in the playoffs. They would be the eight seed, which would not make the playoffs in the regular season format because we're going back to regular playoff format, not that bullshit 60 game format that we did before. So it's not good. Good times in Yankee land right now. My name's Luke. As always, I'm joined by Chandler and Damon Murph is again on PTO. Yeah, this guy. Talk to him about that one. We got to have a little bit of a chat with our pal Murphy. I mean, it's time to start thinking about, you know, demoting him. I mean, yeah. We're going to have to give him the treatment I got when I first got here and put him in the little box in the bottom. I think we have to. It's only right. At least for an episode. At least for one episode. For one episode. That, we'll call that the penalty box. We'll, penalty we box. called that something else for you. What was it? I, I don't. I don't know. I think, it was you, I think you tried to give it a positive spin for me because I was still new, and you were like, "Yeah, no, it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good this thing. This is like this is the producer box." Like, well, you made it. So today's episode is we did ask for voicemails, and you guys all absolutely killed it with the voicemail. Sent us so many. So many so that I feel bad that we couldn't put them all in the episode, but we physically don't have the time to do all that. So we're going to do as many as we can for episodes in the future. Since you guys loved hitting that voicemail line, we are going to keep that line open from here on out. And whenever we get enough, we'll do a voicemail episode. So the number to call for that is 914-469-2168. Make sure to hit that and tell us where you're from, your name, because some people didn't do that. So I'm Forced to guess your name based on the way you sound, and I don't know if I'm going to get that right, but we're going to try. So, before we get into it, how are we doing? You know, watching some uh, college baseball, which has been more exciting than Yankee game this, this week. Even though I went to two games this weekend, I was still having more fun watching the college baseball games. Except That's for, not, except for... Not saying much. Yeah, except for when Glaber tied up the game last night. I was, I was at the game and that was that was electric. That was the first time in a while I felt like the stadium and the fans was was alive. And then we just fucking blew it afterwards. So it was so exciting for about three minutes and then just went downhill quickly after that. And now I'm yeah. watching the uh, Forest State Alabama softball. Welcome game. in, by the way. We got a new fan here, but um, welcome yeah. in. <laughs> it's uh, no, there's not much positive to to take out anything that they're putting on the field. It feels like if any team gets over two runs, we we're going to lose. And it's just, it's, it's sad. I feel sadness when it's like the like Taylor Swift putting the note out the window. That's how I feel every time I watch any kind of Yankee anything. So we are, we have a lot to talk about and we're going to get right into the voicemails, honestly, because you guys kind of hit it right on the head with what we were going to talk about anyway so we're gonna let you guys talk first and then anything else after that we'll uh round out whatever we had to talk about on our regular list but first we're gonna to go to chris from long island and i thought this is a good way to open it up on guys this is uh chris from uh long island uh you know it's been a it's been tough sledding for the yanks uh they're hot they're cold they're hot they're cold it's just 
I don't know what to think. I don't know if Boone's the issue, Cashman's the issue, the guy's the issue. I just feel like, you know, something's got to change. They rely too much on the long ball, and it's getting me getting me a little pissed off. It's a very boom or bust that, you know, the pitching, once they're 100% healthy and Seve comes back and Kluber comes back, they got to – they got some pieces that can definitely compete in the playoffs, but will the offense actually show up? Who knows? And Cashman better pull the trigger at the deadline because this is getting ridiculous that we got that we got guys all over the place that are just so cold up the plate that don't know what they're doing. Sometimes, you know, the bottom of the order's been okay, but you know, like you never know with you know judges due for a cold spell at any point. Sanchez, who the heck knows with him? Torres, Rochelle has been kind of consistent, and Lemayhew's not what he was for the past two years. I don't know, man. They got to get some help at the deadline. And, you know, sometimes watching this team, I want to drink and pull my hair out. But uh, I hope you guys are doing good. And uh, if you get this and it goes over, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Well, it did get over the air, Chris, and we do appreciate you making the call, as always. But, I mean, I think you hit everything on the nose. I think it was a good one to open it up with because he says he doesn't know if it's Boone or Cashman. You know, to me, and I know we're going to end in this conversation at some point when we start this this open this can of worms. You can't really close it because this happens seemingly every year with Boone as the manager and everybody starts calling for his job at some point. Some people do it before the season starts. Some people do it around now when it starts rearing his ugly head and he starts making some questionable decisions like the pitch, the the bullpen usage and other stuff. Pinch hitting is usually his bugaboo. He doesn't know what to do. He's very much a puppet and he does the analytics stuff that they tell him to do. He said it. He doesn't know if it's Boone or Cashman. I don't think it's. I don't think firing Boone would solve anything. I do think Boone sucks, and I don't think he's a good manager. But I think the problem runs way deeper than just firing Boone. Do you really think that firing Boone tonight? Let's say he wasn't the manager when we start the the Twin Series tomorrow. Do you think firing Boone's going to change anything with this abysmal offense? I don't even think people are saying at first maybe fire. Some other, like the hitting coach, Marcus Timms, and other people like that, and we're going to get into that later. There's another caller who said that too. But I don't think firing Boone is going to change a fucking thing today. I think overall, I think having a better manager is for sure going to change things. You see that right now with the Red Sox. We just played them. I mean, they get Alex Cora, and they're doing really well. They're well-managed. But I do think that the problem runs deeper, and I think he did say too, is it Cashman? I don't know. I think I, think I wasn't one of the big people... On that in that camp, saying that Cashman's the problem, Cashman needs to go because he has had good moves. But at the end of the day, this problem is up in the front office. It's it's Hal Steinbrenner, who's we've talked about all the time, have not having deep pockets, doesn't want to actually fucking win. He cares about the balance sheet, not the fucking product on the field. And it shows. It shows right now. But we do have a high payroll. And you look at other teams like the Rays, who have a low payroll and they're playing well. And it, I don't know. This team doesn't really have an identity. And I do think something needs to change, but I don't think firing Boone is going to do much today. What do you I think? I think it would make, I, I don't even know that. I just, I, there's only so long you can get away with being a player's coach. Like look at Joe Madden. That is the perfect example. And it's kind of what Boone took over with like, I guess it was the 2018 Yankees. He just obviously <clears throat> the, the Cubs caught lightning in a bottle, but you know, the player's coach is awesome when you have – they were the baby bombers at the time. It's great. He comes in. He's the fun manager. People are like, yeah, okay, cool. But when you have a group of 23, 24, 25, up to like 27-year-old guys, that only works for so long. At some point, they stop respecting you. They start doing whatever the fuck they want. 
And honestly, we've all seen the cracks and it's, you know, I'm honestly, it's, I'm surprised that it's taken this long to rear its head, you know, cause we've been living and dying by this offense for well ever really, but this group of players for five years now, and it's starting to catch up. I mean, they're getting older. They're not that young baby bombers team anymore. We're at a bunch of guys who are in their prime, either squarely in the middle or the back of their prime, or, you know, somewhere in that weird phase. And that's just, isn't going to do it. Yesterday was all I needed to see for me to can Boone. Maybe it doesn't help tomorrow, but it helps in the long haul. You got Phil Nevin out there with an IV sticking out of his fucking arm. <laughs> yeah. He's a big bitch. Phil Nevin is a big motherfucker. And he's running out there with after losing 22 pounds, IV in the arm, getting on the umpire while Boone sits there and smacks his fucking gun. Yeah. All I need to see, if you're Hal Steinbrunner, I have Boone on the phone, on the bullpen phone right there. Like, yeah, go to the bullpen and then keep going for 50 miles <laughs> after it and don't come back. But here's the thing with that is that Hal Steinbrenner won't be the guy to say that because he he is exactly what Hal Steinbrenner wants. He wants a pawn. He wants just a, a, somebody who can just carry out the orders that he wants and Cashman wants. And that's why I said the problem runs deeper than just Boone. Boone is literally the problem. What would they they fired Girardi because he was outspoken and he knew what he wanted to do. And that's exactly what they didn't want in a manager. They wanted a guy who can just carry out the order. Just do, that's it. They, 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 he's not doing anything or thinking for himself, and that's why they don't fire him. And that's why I don't foresee them actually doing something like that. They'll probably fire, like you were tweeting about with the hot Twitter fingers, like some random, probably Marcus Sims is going to be the guy that goes. But that doesn't change much, dude. I don't think today, to salvage the season, like I said, that's not, firing a coach isn't really going to do fucking anything. Honestly, no, I, think we're, I, agree, I think we're worse off if we fire a coach because then we're in fucking shambles. Mm-hmm. We're already in shambles, but this we don't get is- better this season. It doesn't help us this season. I think that's why right, I think at the least thing. they're going to wait until next season or the end of this season to make that move. I think we're going to well, get even this is worse. The last year on his contract, which is hard. He's to not. Think. I mean, I think he's not getting a new contract. There's no. no, no absolutely, you, yeah, you cannot no give shot. him a new contract. There's no, no shot way. on the new contract. But I think it sends a statement to the players, like, hey, oh fuck, there's consequences for our actions. There, there's like, no way you can you justify. Know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Firing Boone isn't going to fix anything, but I think the way this team's playing, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. The way this team's playing right now, like we're not going to, we're not a playoff team over the last year and a half. We're a 500 baseball team. That's not going to make the playoffs in the AL East. I'm sorry. Like that's how it is. And you know, I mean, firing Boone isn't going to fuck anything up you're still going to be a 500 baseball team with or without him. I think yeah. the obviously the problems that need to be solved in the offseason are deeper than that. That goes to Cashman, that goes to Steinbrenner, that goes that's an organizational wide thing that needs to change. I'm with you. But right now it sends a message, I think. Cuz I I don't I don't think this is a playoff team. I really don't. Not in this division. You're not going to make the playoffs playing the way you're playing and they haven't shown any sort of fight at all this year let's get yeah. to the next caller because he's talking about things like that too so it works into the conversation next caller is i don't know what his name is it sounded like hawk styler you guys try and figure out for yourself but sorry for butchering that but here you go hawk style, i was calling and uh wanted to talk about marcus tims and all the reasons why he needs to go and so you know you hear me on twitter a lot talking about it but you know, this team just, you know, they got hitters that were, 
good in 2018, 2019. They just all regressed. I mean, they're not making any adjustments to how they're getting pitched. So, you know, they stare at more pitches down the middle. You know, they got to be able to find a way to make adjustments, and I don't think they're capable of doing that. It's all home run or nothing stuff, and, you know, he's just not capable of helping them, you know, be the hitters that they're supposed to be. And so he's got to go. That's the first step. you got to make that change. And then, you know, Boone and fucking Cashman are next. So, you know, it's just got to make some changes. Got to find some life in the team. Way too many people are too comfortable with their job and uh, the crappy job that they're doing. This offense can't be that bad with the payroll and the, the money they're spending on those guys, the talent that they have. Uh, it's just it's just not – there has to be something else. they gotta get, They got to make some moves. And, and the first one is the Red Tims. So this goes to what you were saying, Chandler, and it was saying that, you know, these guys are, I hate to use that boonism, but these guys are better than that. And I, I do think Marcus Timms is not going to have a job at the end of the year. And maybe he is that, that one, that shot in like that, that gunshot in the air, the warning shot to everybody. Like somebody is going to take accountability for this. It's, he's just going to, he's just going to go down because I think the way it lines up, like we said, Boone has one more year on the contract. We'll be even deeper in shambles if we don't have a coach. I just think one person is going to go down for this, and it's probably going to be Marcus Timms because it's the most obvious person of blame because he's the hitting coach on the Yankees. So I think if there's one person that would go down, it'd probably be Marcus Timms. And if there's any move that's going to happen, I think Marcus Timms is the one that's going to get fired because I really don't see Boone getting fired today. I just don't see them picking up his contract. But I do, I do, I agree with with uh, Hawk Styler, whatever his name yeah. is. I mean, that's like again, I don't even know if that's the problem, but it's the most. It's the most in your face. It's a problem. But like, but do we know that he is the direct problem? Oh, I, that may not be it. Too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying, I'm saying, like, we don't know that. But I'm saying, like, firing your hitting coach because the team's not hitting is like the most obvious, obvious direct answer. Even yeah. if it's not the answer, it's the it's, it's the solution that everyone's looking for. It's like, how do we shut these Yankee fans up? Let's just fire the fucking hitting coach. Somebody's got to take the fall. But I think that goes into the accountability thing. It's just yeah. if if somebody. If they're not performing that well, like if the people, everybody below you in a regular job is not performing well, the manager's probably going to get fired because you look bad because you control all these people. So I think that's why, whether it's the right move or the, or the wrong move, I think he's probably going to get canned. If anybody gets canned, it's going to be Marcus Timms. Like, Chandler, what do I you just, think? Sorry, I just I, feel like... Oh, go ahead, Damon. No, I was just going to say, I feel like, because I feel like, again, like Boone, Boone really doesn't have that many... Besides throw, like putting the lineup out there, like... There's not many crazy decisions that need to be made throughout a game. You know, I feel like Yankee fans well, can make the make decisions. Well, the average ones right. Yeah. So, like, that that in itself is a big red flag. But I think the biggest red flag is just the lack of, like, spark and caring about the team. Like, you talk about Phil Nevin, who's out there screaming his lungs out. Like, when, whenever, whenever Boone's been ejected this year, I feel like he just does it because he has to. It's so forced it's when he gets so ejected, forced. dude. He's just... Like he this, was just running around the field last night, trying. Like he wasn't even yelling; he was just re- literally running around on the field, trying to get ejected. But doesn't do anything. He's he's trying that, so hard. The next caller is about the ejection yeah. thing. But with the Marcus Timms thing, what do you think, Chandler? Do you think could you see so, that being what happens? I yeah, I mean, I think that's the most like you were saying. I think it was Damon that was saying, you know, that's the shut the fans up, but. Like I said, I what makes me curious is what it would take to fire Cashman because I really and truly, I don't know why you defend him, Rella. I mean, I'm not criticizing you for it. I'd actually like to hear why you would defend him. Like, aside from a handful of good, like Luke Voigt, you see Luke Voigt, and that one, 
you know, it sticks out because like, holy shit, we got Luke Voigt for um, fucking whoever. Venmo or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Was, or Shell too. It was a shit. It was a shit. Yeah. You, so you have those two, but think of all the other ones that those are the under the radar moves that we do. I don't know, sixty of them a year. And when one of them pans out, obviously there's a magnifying glass on them, but there's so many big splashy moves that don't work out. And those are the ones that are going to carry you over the top because the teams that are winning aren't the ones that are making splashy moves after splashy moves aside from the Padres. And I guess the Dodgers to an extent, but even the Dodgers are really, a lot of them are homegrown Mm -hmm. with Bellinger and Bueller and Kershaw and all that. But, you know, they do the little moves, well, the big moves, but the little moves, you know, adding one piece. And we can't do that. We can't add the – he can't figure out the one piece to put you over the top. He can do all the little moves all day, but he cannot for some reason find the one thing. On top of that, the way he's constructing it with the little things, we have nine of the same fucking guy, which I know plus or minus two, but – we have nine of the same guy. It's clearly not working. They're clearly not willing to make a change. I, I, that's who I think this stems from. Because, yeah, you can bitch and moan about how Steinbear not, you know, loosening the purse strings and going over the luxury tax. But, like, we have a $200 million payroll. Win a fucking baseball game. You have $200 million. You can build a winning... $200 million, and you have the best pitcher on the fucking planet outside of Jacob deGrom, who I don't even consider him on the planet because he's better than everyone who's ever pitched ever. So, like, f- figure it out. You have $200 million to work with. I guarantee you, if you give that same amount of money to another GM, they can put a winning product on the field with the fucking New York yeah. Yankees. The I feel like if if we don't make a move that's glaringly just staring us in the face right now, like we all we all know what needs to happen. We all know where the the holes are on the team. If we don't make any moves in the next couple of weeks, then I it's just it's just more so reassuring what you just said that it's a Cashman problem. All hell will break loose if not if nothing happens in terms of Yankee Land. And I know they don't really care that much about that, but they do also. Like um, for example, if we were to miss the playoffs this year. All hell would fucking break loose. It just, that's not a good look. That's not what the Yankees want. They want to stay within their means and not go over the luxury tax, but they had no intentions of missing the playoffs. And I think that may be a little bit of a, a delusional side of things. Like maybe they're too close to the situation. So they think when they, when they say our guys are too good to keep playing like this, I truly think they believe that. And I think that's the reason why they're not really making a move. And I think it takes eyes from the outside, like we're looking at to notice actually they're not that good they're not good enough to win <laughs> to turn to right the ship or whatever boonism that boon uses and i think that's a fault of their own because they're deep in the you know the scouting and the analytics and they see all this stuff and they're just clouded their judgment based on seeing all this stuff with these guys and you know i think maybe that's why there's not going to be a move is because they truly are delusional about mm-hmm. it they really they really think there's not a problem and they're just going to go back to being the team that they were before and I just don't I don't see that with this team. I think this team think isn't like that good. But the reason why like they see the Rays doing it and they're like, oh, we're the class of the East. If the Rays can do it, we can do it. No, you fucking can't. We've been trying it. You clearly cannot do it. You cannot be the Rays. Well, they don't Quit have an identity. The they try and be the Rays and you they are. You can't be the Rays. Quit trying to be the fucking Rays. Be the fucking Yankees and win mm-hmm. baseball games. That's how you win. That is how you win. We Don't try and be the Padres. We don't have a Tatis. Don't try and be the Braves. We don't have an Acuna. 
be the fucking Yankees. Be who you are. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that they're trying to mimic a team that has, I don't know how many championships when you're the Yankees who has so many. So I don't, I don't understand why they're trying to follow a different blueprint when you have one that has been working for a long time. And that blueprint for you, the Yankees, is break out that fucking purse and spend that damn money because you can do it. That's the whole point of you being the most wealthy team in the majors. And I, I don't understand... If we're going to stay under the luxury tax and just not... Like, you get the advantage in baseball of not having a salary cap. You don't have a salary cap. And the reason why the Yankees have won 27 championships is because, yes, they've bought some of them. And why not do the thing that makes you do well and makes the fans enjoy watching you? Like I, can't, I don't know why they aren't... If all the teams to go over the luxury tax, we should be the one that's the first over the luxury tax. And I don't know, it doesn't have to happen every year, but in a situation where we might miss the playoffs right now with all these expectations coming into the, into this season, you got to believe. I mean, if you don't go after a person, go over the luxury tax right now, what are you doing? What are it they right now? Too. You didn't, you didn't want to go over the luxury tax because you didn't think you needed to. Now, where are we? Now mm-hmm. we either go over the luxury tax or you fucking, you or you just sell or you sell. Because then we're the window is closing. We're going to get into a, a call about that in a little bit, but we're going to hit a weird spot right now. That you know, if we if we start like what we're we're almost getting so bad that if we continue to be this bad, I don't. If I'm them, I'm debating not even going after people at the deadline, not full blown selling, but like why mm-hmm. waste prospects and and you do it and like miss- the Chapman the Chapman off season where we trade Chapman and Andrew Miller. That's mm-hmm. yeah, kind of where just we're saying, at right now. But why in particular would you out. give up? Why would you give up guys like Medina and Gill and all these guys coming up when you could actually use them in the next window? Like it, we're getting into that conversation. I don't think we're quite there yet. But it I'm saying me of the Cubs, it's honestly, we're the Cubs without a World Series because you know the Cubs hit that weird funk, like kind of where we are. And sorry that I kind of interrupted you, but you know the Cubs, it's the exact same thing. They just had the World Series to show for it. Our window is in that same weird spot where we have our young superstars that are kind of growing up. They're all hitting their contract years or expiring. And, you know, the window's not closed, but it's damn sure time to start thinking about it, especially when you're underperforming. Yeah, I was just bringing up the fact that it, we were so guaranteeing ourselves that we were going to be buyers at the deadline, everything like that. I'm just planting the seed that potentially, and this is even a seed for me as a fan because I'm not thinking about this. I'm just assuming that they in the front office are are thinking about it too. Like, hey, if we continue to lose, and we're we're in a damn good division, the AL East, everybody's winning baseball games except for the Orioles, and, and the we A's aren't A's. either. But like, if we're, I think I know they're thinking about, hey, we may we may come to the deadline and and uh, not do what we thought we were gonna do. We weren't gonna add that one Cattell Marte piece or something like that. We may yeah. we may actually. Like, wh- why get rid of some of these really good prospects if, if you really can think use that them? they would swallow their pride and do that, though? No, and no I, th- I think that's why I think it would never happen, because if we miss the playoffs and they d- that's why I think the only solution here to salvage this year is to straight up go out there and not only get Cattell Marte. It's, this is I was I was with it like, hey, if you don't want to go over the, the luxury tax, whatever. But if you are going to straight up be the worst team ever and you st- and you do have this money as a backup plan, now is the time more than ever that if you don't go over the luxury tax and you don't show that you actually care about winning, that's the thing too. If they go over the luxury tax now, they care about winning. If they don't, they don't care about winning. And that's why I think the, they don't. Their, their hands are tied. You're going over the luxury tax. I think they have to fucking go out and get Ketel Marte, 
and they got to go after multiple other people and just and bolster this team because we haven't even dealt with that 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 many injuries. And I know we're getting Sevy back. I know Kluber should be back too, and and Voigt should be back too. But like, why not? You you need you just need to. I don't even need to give more reasons why, but just just for the sake of the of keeping face with the fans and showing that you actually give a shit. Because if you don't and you miss the playoffs and you didn't spend any money at the deadline, worse worse yet, you sold. I'm gonna give up on this this front office. Like I I don't I truly believe they don't give a shit unless proven otherwise. Yeah. Let's go to the next voicemail from uh also not another name. If you're calling in to uh the voicemail line, nine one four four six nine two one six eight, make sure to leave your name and where you're from so we can uh, we can shout you out. But this guy, uh good call. Boone was terrible today. I saw any manage Oh, I locked my phone. <laughs> From Tom's River, I thought Boone was terrible today. I thought any manager in, in that situation for their ball club, he was worse. That strike three would have been thrown out. And I thought that part that made it even worse, you know, 10th inning, Sessa, you know, leading off the inning, lead off runner on second, big 3-2 pitch, doesn't get the call. Boone doesn't even get tossed. You know, Timmons or whoever, you know, the – that the hitting coach or whoever gets tossed and then Boone's out looking soft on the field. He should have been tossed. He's doing terrible. He needs, he needs to go out. He needs to tell GM. They need another lefty in a lineup. They lead the league in, in double plays. This is terrible. They need to pick this team up today. would have been a great day to fire up that team, and, and Boone did do it. And he had a chance. He needs to pick it up. Take Damon. Here's the thing. I think it goes back to what I was saying before about him being him trying to force being thrown out. And it's like cheesy. Yeah, it's cheesy, but I also feel like that's not at this point in time, it's not the right way to fire your team up. Like what what's that really gonna do when you force get thrown out of game? Like I, I personally don't know. Like, do major league players find that exhilarating that they're gonna go out there and, and try and support their manager that I, I, I personally don't know. Um, it's just it's just showing that you got their back, and that was an egregiously bad judges? call. And it's better. It's worse yet that the other two other coaches that weren't you as the head coach got that's got a, that's, the, that's, that's the worst look. look. And that's the worst look. Dead. You know One what of that the is? Coaches is half dead out there with an IV hanging out of his fucking arm. Exactly, yeah. but you know what? You know what? Probably forced his hand to do that is because he knew that Boone wasn't going to, and I think that yeah, may be Boone's a deeper a- issue. That may be a deeper issue. That may be the, the the locker room and the coaching staff being like, "Yo, this guy's a pussy." I'm yeah. not. He's not going to go out there. So I guess I have to. While I'm half dead, dude. Did you hear Judge's post game presser? He was like, "Yeah, we love when guys go out there and fight for us. You know, that shows they care to win." It sounded like a stain. Know, maybe I'm maybe yeah. I'm reading into it. Sounded like a little jab at Boone for being such a soft ass bitch. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Go out there and show some fucking life what happened to savages in the box boom i was just about to say that i was just about to say that what the fuck happened i was just about to say coolest manager in baseball everybody was all over it you sparked an entire team for an entire year where the fuck did that aaron boone go they made shirts after you they made fucking banners and flags and everything in the fucking world after you you were the manager of the future you were the players coach that also was feisty and could fire your team up why is the only thing you can do now smack your fucking gum and sit in the dugout? Why? 
what the fuck happened? And this was more egregious than the savages in the box. What led him to do that? I don't. I don't even remember what happened with that. But that was the Brett Gardner banging shit. I think it was. It was. It was, it was oh, him getting strikes. ejected from balls that. and strikes. Yeah, but this one was bases loaded. Odor up. Yeah. And, and it would have been bases loaded had he got this call, which is a, a walk. And then you have bases loaded. And I and I get the people that are saying. You know, this isn't the reason we lost because you have to preface it with that because we are playing bad baseball. But I, in this instance, in this one game, it is totally possibly the reason we lost because the situation after that would be, and I know we're playing bad baseball, but the ripple effects after that, it's two outs. And, you know, the way we've been playing, I don't think we're going to get that hit through there, but we sure as fuck have a chance and you can't just, it's not 0% chance. So yeah. you get bases loaded there and Clint Frazier's up next. And then after that, I think it was Andujar, neither of which will actually both of which have been streaky of late. So you never know what's going to happen is my point. And that totally changes the fucking outcome of the game. That changes the outcome of the game. And I think at the time, what was the score at that time? That was that would have been, we, would have been we were down by one. It was a close no, game at that time. It we wasn't, down by it wasn't blown open yet. Odor? Yeah. But, yeah, we were tied. Yeah, it was a tie game. It would have been yeah. yeah, and then and then one swing could blow it open, and then that a momentum shifts ball. completely. Huh? A pass ball wins it. Like a pass yeah, ball true. wins the game there. But like I feel like the the difference is, which is the big problem, is that the savages in the box and that happened. One, I feel like he actually meant that. Like he he ran out there as soon as that happened, and he was just yelling and and that like I felt like he he felt every little bit of that when he came out the other day like. Or yesterday it was, dude. He he like just walked out there and just str- just kind of just strolled out there and was just like had no emotion. Like if that in that situation, and you're the manager and that bad of a call, you need to be fucking sprinting out there. And that's again goes back to the whole thing where I feel like it was just he felt like he had to do it. Didn't care enough to have that spark to go out there and run out there and yell at people. He just felt like he had to do it. It was part of the job. I had to go out there and just fucking say something. I don't know. It's ridiculous. That to me, even in hindsight now, felt a little cheesy. Like, it did. Like even, even and, and people were making fun of us too from the outside looking in. Like our friends who are Red Sox fans are like, oh my God, Savage is in the box. Like, yeah, it was cool. It was a call and cry. And it was, it's, it was the thing of the season. But even that fell forced, like we were saying before. And I don't think you said he, he genuinely meant it. Maybe he did, but it still feels a little bit. A little bit cheesy. I feel like he meant it because of the intensity that he said it with. But like this one here, this this instance wouldn't have been a forced anything. This is, it was the opposite. Your hand is forced. Like this is the perfect situation. If you actually gave a shit about this team, you would have absolutely gone out there. And clearly Phil Nevin does care about this team because like you said, he's got an IV hanging out of his fucking, his inner arm. And he's just, he just, it just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever and everybody in the world sees it. And everybody, I even, I saw a clip from Section 10, the Carabas' Boston uh, the Red Sox podcast, and they were like laughing about it. It's like, dude, that, it, that was a horrible call, and Boone didn't get ejected. The other guy got ejected. Everybody's talking about it. It's just so obvious, and I still, I still don't think they're going to fire him because of it right away it's just i just don't they're not gonna fire him because he's their bitch like that's exactly it and nobody else girardi wouldn't take that shit if somebody told girardi to play and that's why they did fire him he took a team that was a rebuilding team to the brink of the world series if the astros didn't fucking cheat which is neither here nor there this isn't a shit on the astros even though i fucking hate him it's here and there girardi fucking his whole thing 
was he was not a player's coach, but he used his fucking head. He wasn't a puppet, which is why he got fired. And that's why they're not going to fire Boone. It's because he doesn't play that. Or he does play their game. I miss Girardi. One, I one last too. thing. I never thought I would say that. One last thing about Boone. Um, it's for my town. I forget I forget what um, what coach this was. I want to say Diamondbacks. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it was. Was the yelling at yeah. the players in, in the dugout? Well, the Chandler quote tweeted. So I would pay Boone. Say? I would literally pay Boone to care this much about winning. Like that, that to me, it says everything. Yeah. So that's, that's a coach who cares. And he genuinely, see, he wasn't even doing it for the publicity. He was in his own dugout doing that shit, yeah. screaming at his players. He who were in last place and have zero chance making the exactly. playoffs. That says everything. I want that. Can we pluck that guy off the team? Because here's the thing, too. Just the, pick the, up him here and move him over there. <laughs> because here's, here's my thing with it, too, the, to the people who want Boone fired today. Uh, the options that people are saying are promote Marcus Timms, which I guess fine. Like he shows that he gives a fuck about the team, so he'd be a players coach. I don't know the ins and outs of his his decisions, and I obviously I don't know. I mean, there's been some bad decisions with this whole team, so I believe he's got a hand to play in the shitty decisions that Boone's been making. So I don't know if he's gonna be that much better. He will fight for the team, so that's that's one thing there. A lot of people are talking about Buck Showalter coming in. I don't know if that's a possibility even remotely, Love but. It. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know either, but I, I just the at the bottom line is the alternatives aren't great. Is what I'm saying. Well, here the alternatives are. You're the fucking Yankees. That's the most attractive. Right job now, in right now, though. I don't care. Mid season. Look, look, the point is the bottom line of everything is that something needs to change. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's Boone. It doesn't matter if it's Thames, Tim's, whatever you want to fucking call him. We don't even need to know his real name. Cashman. It doesn't matter if it's the laundry guy, like I said. Whoever it is, something needs to happen. You can't run this shit out every single day and tell me that you want to win. That doesn't show shit from the organization. If you're, I mean, Hal Steinbrenner just has to be so out of touch. If you're sitting at home, like, there's no possible way you. It's every night. The fans are booing your own team out of the stadium. And Yankees fans are the most loyal fans in the world. Like, you have your own fans that are packing out a stadium every night, booing your own fucking team off the field. Wake up. Look at it. Yeah. Do something. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you need to buy new fucking batting practice baseballs. Do Change something, something. That's different. It. Change something. Right, next caller comes to us. His name is Matthew from El Paso, Texas. Guys, Matthew Escondon from El Paso, Texas. Uh, Long time listening to the pod, first time caller. Just want to say, wouldn't it be cool if we had like a junior? Because like San Diego Padres have Tatis, the Braves have Acuna, uh, the fucking Blue Jays have uh, whatever the fuck junior. But so, so to have a good player, we need a fucking junior. You know what I mean? Find whoever suck who wants to trade a junior player and let's bring him to the Yankees, man. Come on. Let's go. Can we bring can we look up a list? I mean, this is the change we could potentially be looking for, Chandler. You said something needs to change, whether it is the laundry guy getting fired, you get a new pack of batting practice baseballs or something. Maybe we need a junior. What who are all the juniors in I the mean, league? Because I mean Vladdy Jr., Ronald Cunha Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr. are in all three in the MVP race right now. Maybe we do need a junior. Maybe Matthew from El Paso has got something brewing in his brain. I like the way he thinks. Derek Jeter had a kid not long ago. I mean, is he I Derek know, Jeter Jr.? I think it's a girl. I think it's a girl, but still. That'd probably I mean, be I better think, than I think got. she's also like two years old, but, you know. 
She can't be much worse than what we're putting on the field right now. I don't care how old you are. Is that an, is that a readily Googleable thing? The I'm trying in the MLB. I feel like that's a tough thing. We'll get back to that one. But I, I like the I idea. mean, on top of our head, that we could name like six that are could change a team. You know, name what, one more Prince than the Fielder's three. Prince Fielder's got a kid. Prince Fielder's, and I'm pretty sure it's a junior. CC Ken Griffey Jr. Isn't CC's son a junior? No, it's not junior. His is um. Oh, no, it is. Baseball. It's little C. Little C. Little He's C. fucking nasty, too. Let's get He's him. He's only up like there. 17, but. Yeah, let's get that him. rocking. Him and Dominguez. Little C, call if you listen to this show, fucking put in your resume to the Yankees and or have your dad pull just some Just wait for Mike Trout's kid to grow old enough, and then we'll we'll get him. Yeah, he just had that. World Series yeah, he'll be ready in five years. No, but I like the way he's thinking. My next caller, I'm trying to find it. We got two from Puerto Rico, so I'm going to find the one that I wanted. Do, do, do. Cool. Here it is. Isaac from Puerto Rico. How you doing? My name is Isaac. Um, I'm from Puerto Rico. And, you know, I just saw the Instagram post and it was, and I, you know, I, I'm drunk right now. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn, I'm going to do it. So, how I will fix this team? I really hope they, by the time you see this, the Red Sox sweep them, because I think that's the only way you think there will be a real change on this team and a real change in philosophy. Um, and I, I mean, at this moment, Cashman has to go. He has to go. He has built this team so bad. We have a bunch of DH guys. Lots of power hitters, and everyone's just swinging for defenses. And you know, we don't have a balance team. And the thing is that if if there was like if there were like one or two hitters away, that would be great. But everyone's the same guy. Everyone's Aaron Judge, or trying to be him. I, I mean, and for God's sake, Aaron would have to go. God damn it. Every damn time I hear depressed, I am more depressed. That's all for me, guys. And um, I really enjoy you. And I, from the New York Yankees podcast, you know, there's several. I really enjoy you the most. So keep up the good work, guys. Shout, Thank out you, Isaac. Out Isaac. Shout out Isaac, the man. But he he did it on the fucking nose, dude. I mean, he had everything. That's why that was a little bit of a longer one. So for future reference, when you guys call in, keep it, you know, 45 seconds to a minute because, but I did hear the Isaac one that tugged on the heartstrings a little bit with the end there. So we appreciate you, Isaac. Uh, love that you're listening. Love the call. But um, he did say he wanted the Red Sox to sweep. I also did. I, I wanted the Yankees to win, but I also wanted them to get swept because if they got swept, maybe they... They need that because getting swept by the Tigers, embarrassing, but also getting swept by your division rivals, a team that you're going to compete against in a at game home. that in a game that matters at home for the first time in 10 years. Like you got to figure some shit out. And I think that is I mean, this is the second sweep in two fucking series that you, three series that you you get swept. And that's fucking just yeah. disgusting. But another thing that he said, too, is the thing that we've been preaching forever. And it's the Homer or bust thing. Everybody's like Aaron Judge or trying to be. And. It's just not going to work, and we said that, and maybe that, then that's the reason why I said too about Cashman. This is Cashman built a faulty team, and we even said it like while a while back. Remember that meme that we posted 
I think somebody posted it, and it was like that guy sweating with the two buttons in front of him. It was like, yeah. get pitching help or more home runs. <laughs> and that was when we got Encarnacion. That was last year. And he just continues to do that with more and more people, and it just doesn't make sense, which is why when we were talking about the free agent or the trade target episodes and all this stuff, we got deep dive into everybody. When Murph and you guys all wanted Joey Gallo, it's like, dude, that is exactly more of the same that we don't need, and we need guys like Cattell Marte or Whit Merrifield and guys like this, and it just doesn't make sense to me that you would want to get more of that. So Isaac, I think Isaac hit it on the on the, hit it completely on the head, and I think that he said philosophy change, and that's exactly what we've been talking about too. You need a fucking philosophy change because this style of play is not working, and this isn't just a two-month sample size that we've been looking at. Like This has been the reason that we haven't made a World Series or haven't made it to the place we want to, and it's just it's the reason yeah. we keep losing. So I feel like um, before the Red Sox series, I feel like everyone, not everyone, but at least I did, I feel like good amount of Yankee fans, we still had like that tiny glimpse of hope that we could potentially win with this team right now and then maybe maybe make one move and then get people healthy, et cetera, et cetera. But after we're getting swept by the Red Sox at home, we're like there we can we are not going to win the World Series, let alone make the playoffs with the team that we have right now. So getting swept, I hope is a wake up wake up call to the front office saying like we need to do fucking something. Whatever Chandler was saying before, we need to do something. I think that's just like further reiterates what that we need to actually do something i just don't even know that they care like i'd really and truly that's my thing that's what pisses me off the most because if you're just genuinely bad like if we're the cincinnati reds okay that is what it is but you're not the reds you're the fucking yankee show me that you care like go out there make a trade act like you care show up to the game do something like you were saying Devin. anything in the fucking world I don't know. Let's go to our next that's what, that's what pisses me off the most is that you have the resources there and you don't do it. I legitimately don't think Hal Steinberg has ever watched a Yankee game. Probably not. Probably not. So this guy sounds like his name is Nick. He didn't give his name, so I'm going to call him Nick. So we're going to go to Nick from uh, from New York. I just want to say, Cashman and everybody out in management don't realize that the window is closing. All right, we had a solid three years, 2018, 2019, 2020, including this year, where we were prime for a World Series. And now the window is closing. You got to look at look at our contract situation. We got Aaron Hicks, Mr. 200 batting average, can't stay on the field, below average center fielder for, what, six more years on that disgusting deal? Everybody knows the Stanton deal it is, is disgusting. Mans is, what, 31, can't stay in the field. Imagine five, six years from now. Like, and then, okay, Garrett Cole, we need to give him the big deal. But do you really think in eight more years he's still going to be a really, you know, top-of-the-line ace? No. And, of course, we have to give Judge a contract. I mean, at this point, we are giving the money. But all these bad contracts are adding up. We're not – we have no more room for some big free agent. The window is closing. If we can't turn this around right now, we gotta obviously we gotta trade for Marte because our outfield's a wreck besides the judge. We gotta make some splash moves right now because I say this year, maybe next year, you have on the window and we're gonna have to go full rebuild mode 
and not from half rebuild that we saw this happening in 2017 between our pretty good. I'm talking about full rebuild and the window is closing. All right. Thanks, Nick. Uh, yeah, I fully agree. We talked about that before too. The window's hundred percent closing and we, we actually mentioned this before. And this, I kind of wanted to get into this conversation a little bit because you mentioned the extension that we have to give judge. And we, in prior episodes have talked about that. That's not necessarily a guarantee. I'm amending my take on that because the way he's playing right now and the way the rest of the team's playing right now, I think it's fairly obvious that he's the only person on this team that deserves a contract extension if we aren't blowing it completely up. So if we were going to give one person a contract extension, it has to be Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is leading the team. I don't know if everybody saw that tweet by Dan Rourke, but he leads the team in literally everything. I'm not even going to pull it up, but in in games played, in everything, in every category, and it's obvious. He's the only one that's hitting the ball right now. So I think it, I think I wanted to talk about that a little bit just because we did say we didn't want to give him the extension because of the health things. I still think we would give him a shorter deal, but I think the can, the contract is inevitable. I think we're get, he's going to be a Yankee in my mind. If I was running the team, I'm giving him a contract because I know that was in question before. I don't think we ever – I mean, at least I didn't. I never said that we shouldn't give him an extension. I just – I think we all agreed it shouldn't be like the long-term like – Yeah, of course. Deal or anything. I never said that it should be – we shouldn't. I said he is – you know, it's time if and he plays another season like that, it's time to start thinking about is he the guy? Yeah. Which and he's played well and he stayed on the field today. So or not today, but this year. So yeah. You know, something that's kinda made me think of that um was Nick brought up. <laughs> Sounded we like don't, a Nick. Didn't he sound like a Nick? I think, I think he said Nick. But like no, he didn't say is, anything. I just So there's he was one a Nick. thing in common too that these World Series contenders do, and that's what made us world consider World Series contenders in 2017. They bring up their top guys. We are so scared to bring up our top prospects, and I don't understand why. Like those are your spark guys. Those are the ones that do it for you. We're so like I don't know hell bent on bringing this same lineup up every day. And I know I'm not a proponent of bringing up Florial tomorrow or anything like that, but why like make a move like that? That's mm-hmm. the, that's the stuff that world series contenders do. You bring that young electric guy up and I actually read something about it today. That was like, you know, the Yankees don't have an Acuna or a Tatis jr. And it's like, even if they did, would they even allow it? I don't think they would because the closest thing we had was Clint when we got him and they made a huge public spectacle about him shaving his head. Yeah. Like, well, he also wasn't playing. If we playing even like had the electric guy, would we even be allowed to be a Yankee? That's the way the game's shifting towards adapt, survive and adapt. That's what you got to do. And they're so fucking scared to do it. It drives me batshit crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, can That's you a imagine? Topic, but sorry. Can you imagine if we were doing like, well, like the Padres are dealing with like the chain at the end of the game? It seems like every other team is having fun. Do you see even the Red Sox in our own fucking house? I mean, they've been doing this all season with that the shopping cart, wherever the fuck that thing is. But they're having a blast, dude. Kike Hernandez is bringing the dude. They just have a they have a fun time, and that's dude, something we haven't had in a while. If you put that shopping cart in our dugout, we place four people on the aisle the next day. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had that since honestly. Ronald Torres was on the team. Ronald Torres, no, Didi and Todd Frazier. Didi, Todd Frazier. Dede was the tipping point, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Dede stan. He was that guy for us. He was the only one there that had – he was the guy that had heart. And you can hear it. It's not even just me. I, I like to listen to R2C2. 
when Sabathia was talking about, you know, Didi when he was on the team, he was like, you know, he is our guy. Everybody's pissed off. We just got swept. We come home. Who's the guy that's in the clubhouse the next day with a drone, like flying around, like fucking hitting people in their locker and making people laugh? It's Didi. Who's the guy that busts out a fucking piano in the locker room and everybody's <laughs> pissed off? It's Didi. We don't have anybody like that. Everybody's just stone faced. We hit a home yeah. run to take the lead in the eighth. You have Judge like wave his arm in a circle. That's it. Everybody else is like, it's Stanton can't do anything or he'll be in a sling for six months. Like, <laughs> well, Chandler, you know what's funny? Things. I was oh. thinking about this yesterday when I was at the game. Fuck. Um, something you said like a while back on an episode about everyone playing selfish baseball. Yep. And I was thinking about that last night watching the game. I've ever seen in any sport. And I was thinking about, you know how you're playing MLB The Show and like you're down by five. This is going to make sense, I promise. You're down by five and then you hit like, you know, you hit like a three-run home run that one inning and the rest of the inning you do nothing because you got the job, you got my, the job yeah, done. Rule. You know, yeah, you got, you got the job you got done. What you, you got what you needed. Now the rest of the at-bats don't matter. You check you completely out. Completely check out and that's all you get. And that's what I feel like is happening to a lot of the players right now because they're playing Except selfish we baseball. We don't even get that though. Yes, but what I'm saying, like, just check out. That you can uh, boast about, though. That's what you. <laughs> what I'm saying, what I'm saying is like a prime example of this. Is I feel like is like Clint Frazier and Gary Sanchez last night. I felt like they both got. Well, Gary had a, a big hit. Um, he had two big Gary's, hits. But I, I feel admit, like Gary has been good lately. Yes, Gary's been good lately. I'm not gonna shit on him, but for instance, like Clint got Clint got a, a useless single in like the seventh inning or something. And at that point, he's just he was just like, my job's done for the day. I got my single. People can get off my back. Whatever. Yeah, he's stuck in the stash. He's done. He's done. He now, he's, he's done for the day. He wants his personal numbers. He wants his back. personal numbers to go up. So I think I think Sanchez has done that for the whole season except for yesterday where he gets a hit, he gets a home run, and I'm done for well, the day. Sanchez isn't doing that by choice. Sanchez is doing that because he can't hit. And Clint, too. Clint's playing like garbage, but I think Clint's doing it for the but wrong But his, his like mindset his mindset is selfish numbers, and I got a hit, and now I'm, now I'm done for the day. I, I'm I don't know if, if that's it, but I see what, where, where you're coming from on that. But it's the, just the way the team's from playing. The outside looking in, the outside looking in, that's what it feels like. I'm not saying that's, what, that's what's happening, but from what I'm envisioning, that's what I feel like is happening. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I don't think it's necessarily to that degree, but right. I'm definitely being I'm definitely over exaggerating. No, it's all selfish baseball. It's, you know, and you saw it yesterday too. It, and I'm in the party that, you know, we shouldn't we should have won that game. I don't care that the umpire fucked up that call. That should have been an 8-0 game by that point. You had every opportunity in the world. The Red Sox tried to lose. They literally tried to lose that game. I I'm, think they this signed game? a contract before the game. They did everything they could to lose that game, and we still fucked it away. That's what I'm saying. Like, what you have to you have to play selfish baseball for that to happen. When you have bases loaded, nobody out, and you're swinging straight up and popping it up to the shortstop, that's fucking selfish. When you have a guy on third and one out, and you strike out, that's fucking selfish. All you have to do is put it in play. You're making a hundred million dollars. You can put a bat on a ball. If you really try to put a bat on a baseball, unless you're facing DeGrom or something, you know what? You take your runs when you can get them. When you're facing Eduardo Rodriguez and Nathan Avaldi and Nathan Avaldi was shoving against us. I don't want to hear dick about Nathan Avaldi and Garrett Richardson. I mean, anybody's going to shove against us. I'm just saying. And then you have Garrett Richardson who hasn't been good since 2015 out there. And he looks like a Cy Young candidate yesterday. It's what I, it's the same thing every series, every week. 
It's we have these guys in situations to where we can take advantage and we just don't because why take a one nothing lead when you can take a three nothing lead? Oh, we're going to strike out. How's zero sound like just uh, just do your fucking job. I'm going to quote Mark Twain here. I think it is what, but the, I mean, this is the way I am starting to become. It's the definition of insanity. Oh. is something that happens over and over again. I'm butchering it and expecting different results. No, you you do something over and over again expecting something different. Accepting outcome, different, different outcome. results. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what I think the front office of the Yankees have. They keep saying the boonism that is, we're better than this, we'll turn the corner, all of the above. And I think that's the definition of insanity. Like Mark Twain, I think. Was it Mark Twain who said that? I have no idea. I am scholared. But I know the I quote. I don't know if that was Mark Twain. I really I, don't think that's Mark Twain. I hope it's Mark Twain because I, I can't. Einstein. Look it up. I'm a he was definitely Einstein. Yeah, fact check me on that. But I think that's that's how I feel with the with the front office. They are literally running the same thing out like we've been saying for the longest time, and they're just expecting yeah, it's, different it's results. Einstein, so Einstein, you, you can grab some bench next to Stanton. I said Einstein. Just want to say that for the record. Yeah, but you just said the only other person who's smart. That's not. That that's thought. not true. <laughs> Let's go to the next caller from uh, Somerville, New Jersey. I think his name is going to be Somerville, South Carolina. Somerville. Ryan. Ryan from New Jersey. Just fucking pathetic. <laughs> this is Ryan from Jersey. It seems to me whether we're up two games in the series or down two games in the series, Aaron Boone could not give less of a shit about game three. We're going up against the Red Sox in division. These games matter. And the slew of pitchers that he used yesterday were Herman, Litsky, Peralta, Chapman and Sessa. Fucking Luis Sessa. Can we launch him into the sun? He's not good. He's never been good. He's useless. Aaron Boone just punched these games with these jackasses. He's showing no heart whatsoever. I don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> Thank you okay. for the call, Ryan. I Ryan, I'm, you're talking I to the right person. Sessa, I. There's not a spot on the sun big enough for him. <laughs> I, I don't want to put him in the sun. I want to bury him in the fucking sun. Fuck Luis Sessa. Fuck that guy. I don't oh, even care. God. That, was a God. Per- that was a perfect voice, Mel. That yes, was the perfect was. call. He should have called it's you directly. He should have. I will give you... Ryan, if you DM me, you can call me personally. I'll fucking... I will sit there and talk shit about Luis Sessa for hours with you. <laughs> I'll but, even Venmo you and get your drink, and we can both just get shit-faced and talk bad about Luis Sessa for an hour. <laughs> to be fair, and we've mentioned this before on the podcast, he is having yes, a he is a, a good bum. Year. Agreed. He's having a decent oh. year this year, um, but this has been one of the one of the telltale signs and what we've been saying for the longest time as as to why we think Boone should be fired. And it's the pitching misuse is one of the bigger things that he's he's just can't figure out. And again, I don't think it's I don't think it's him making these decisions and no I know it's not him making the decisions but if it is it's not he can, he doesn't know how to use pitchers because you know you look back to the Tigers series and we didn't use any of our big guys because we needed them against the Rays and against the Red Sox and oh goody how well that worked out because we really it really panned out really well for us having our guys and then honestly I don't I don't know the answer to this but he he mentioned Chapman in that mix did Chapman throw? I, I was on the train. And I was listening to the game. Did Chapman throw for like one batter and then get swapped out by Sessa? I didn't see. No, he pit, he pitched the whole inning. Okay. He, pit, he came in when we were down by one. Oh, I just nice. I just blinked and he was gone. But you know, 
it, it goes um, back to to using all of these guys. And yeah, I know we're getting people back. We will get Darren O'Day back. We can't. We can't. We can't get him back soon enough. We need Darren O'Day fucking yesterday. He's the spark we need. He is the spark we need. He's, he's the prince that was promised. He's the the hero that we don't deserve. All of those all those sayings. I mean, not all heroes wear capes, but Darren O'Day damn might when he comes back. Imagine Darren O'Day coming back off the IL and he runs out of the. I can picture it right now. Just like imagine Darren O'Day. Down. Just imagine Darren O'Day running out of the bullpen. He doesn't do the bullpen cart like uh, Sean Doolittle does, but he. He just comes out and he starts flying with a cape fluttering in the wind. Darren O'Day, and while he's while he's flying in the air, he throws a sidewind baseball and just lands perfectly behind home plate, right in the strike zone. And that's just that's what we need. That's why we that's why we signed him. That's what we signed. He see we signed Darren O'Day to do just that and to be the spark that we need. And I think when things went to shit when Darren O'Day left us, and I am excited for him to come back. But on a, on a more serious note, we're getting Britain back too. We're getting Sevy back. Kluber should be back soon. Reinforcements are on the way. So that's my little optimism. None of those guys can hit the ball, though. None of those guys can hit, but, you know. Exactly. That's why I'm saying, dude, fucking burst through that luxury tax. And if you don't, I think you don't care. And I'm going to reiterate that. I think you either burst, like you said, burst through it or be sellers. Don't don't sit with what you have. If you go through this season and you don't win... Something, what are you laughing at? <laughs> no, he was just saying that would have been a good time for this. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. And I, I missed either way. I whiffed on that one. You did. You, you're very good at team, you know, off the backboard. Not good at the other ones. I didn't do that. Damon. I thought either. it was good timing. <laughs> I was you, laughing at my re- head. You can reach over and press the button. It's right there. I can't see that far. Either way. I don't know what I was saying. Oh, you either burst through the luxury tax or you sell. If you don't, that just shows that you are so out of touch with anything Dude, about this team. Like, we said it before, if though. you leave it the way it is and you let this team finish with 85, 86 wins, that's on you. That you, you are a joke of an organization if you do that. If you can wake up and make a move, even if it's the wrong move, make a move. I don't show even that care. you care. I think literally I spending money care. at this point, I don't care if it's the wrong move. That's yeah. what I'm yep. saying. Just if you it. make a move and you trade for whoever and he doesn't pan out, whatever. Whatever. I don't care. Show you show that you give a shit. Yeah. That, that's, that's like it. that's like signing Kluber and Jamil early in the season. It showed that we needed pitching and they went on and did something about it. It and the pitching's been great. It's been good. Aside See what from the last week or so, but like and I expect the pitching to bounce back when those guys come back because the reinforcements that are on the way are primarily pitchers. So, you know, that worked out. So, like you said, and we've been saying this all episode, is if we don't see a move, and I know we're talking deadline moves too, I think we we can't fucking, we can't wait that we long. We can't wait to we deadline. We cannot That's wait that long. two months away. If we wait that long, we're not making the playoffs because then we're getting too deep of a hole to the point where we we're can't get out because the other, teams, the other teams are going to continue winning. The Red Sox are going to continue winning. They're good. I mean, the teams, we're, we are June, we're, it's June 7th right now. These teams are the teams they are. And... We still got to deal with the Blue Jays, too, let alone the Rays, who we can't fucking beat. And Blue Jays, we can't beat either. And the Blue Jays are red hot with Vladdy Jr., who we should get a junior of our own. But it's just... For the crowd, also, quick little thing. For the crowd that doesn't think that this is the team we are, it's statistically proven. Go listen to the Action Network uh, episode that we had last week. The guy who fucking does this for a job 
can confirm that this is the team you are. This is when stuff starts to stabilize is the beginning of it's Memorial Day. So if you don't believe me, go listen to him. He does it for a living. That's all I'm saying. You can't lie about math. You cannot lie about math. As somebody who did a very below average job and a math major, I can semi-confirm this. And uh, download the Action Network app to follow our picks. Chandler's greasy parlays have been hot. Did the last one hit, Chandler? Uh, No, but I am three and one in my last four. Not bad. So check out the Action Network app. Link is going to be in the description of this podcast or the YouTube, wherever you're listening to it. Also, quick ad, if you want to check out the YouTube version of this podcast, full video version, streamed live on Bronx Pinstripe YouTube, go check that out, subscribe. But yeah, download the Action Network app. We're big gamblers, and we are decent at it. There are, the point is, on the Action Network app, there are people that are good at gambling, too, and they're readily available to be followed. But we're 161 Luke, 161 Murph, 161 Bing, and 161 Damon. Download the app. Side note about the schedule. You know, you're talking about this is a team we are going forward, everything yeah. like that. Our schedule's not getting easier. It's not like we're, you know, like, oh, thank God. We got through the tough part. We got some, we got the Orioles, the Tigers. I know I say the Tigers, even though they beat our ass in, but we're going against the Twins. Okay? We're worse than the Tigers right now. The Twins are bad. Fun fact the, about the, the Twins. The Phillies, who aren't bad, Zach Wheeler might strike out all 27. He's in that category with Glass now. Then you got Toronto. Then you have the A's. Then you have the Royals, who aren't bad. Then you have Boston again. Then you have the Angels and the Mets and Seattle and the Astros. That's how you round out your thing before the All-Star game. All of these teams are over 500 with the exception of the Angels and I think the Phillies, but they're hovering around it. I mean, just this after... Is not, this is a pretty good schedule you're playing. You better wake the fuck up or you're going to find yourself in a insurmountable hole. Like, when you read that schedule to me, it honestly didn't even matter because we got swept by the Tigers, so everything else is just thrown to the wayside. We, we, we should lose, and we can lose. We've shown that we can lose any game. But one fun thing about uh, the Twin Series is, uh, I guess who we're scheduled to uh, go up against? Hap and Pineda? Yeah. Hap's going to throw a perfect game against yep. the I mean, how much? I'd be so funny. If, 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 Hap, wanna... if Hap doesn't get, if Hap has a good start against the Yankees, and I hate Hap and I think he's a piece of shit, but I, I think you fire the entire. We, <laughs> we start are, over. Yeah. No, we're the New York uh, Rail Riders at that point. Yeah, Hap bring them all goes up. out there and he does that. You send everybody except for Judge down, you bring up the entire Rail Riders and we go from there. I'm, I'm, Dude, down, I'm down with I it. I could so see it happening too. <laughs> It's, it's too perfect shot. not to happen. I'm telling you, dude. He's it's like, up two it's hits, too perfect not to, to judge happen. And a single to Gio. We have four base runners the whole game. Let's go to the next caller. Where is it? That was such a deep sigh. Yeah, it was a big sigh. Let's go to Lauren from Austin, Texas. With our team, the Astros. They cursed us, and ever since 2019, we haven't been right. Nothing. Nothing will ever be right until we learn how to break this curse. But also, we need a new cashman. We might need a new GM. We definitely need a new trainer. And we also need a team psychologist. And that's my two things. I am all in with everything that you said. I mean, that for everything. Shout out, Lauren. Uh, shout out, Lauren. Good call. Thank you for the call. Right. Actually, but, uh, side shut note the fuck up for a second. Level. Chandler, Chandler, okay. stop. Just shut, just shut, <laughs> just, just shut up. Um, I am all for the team psychologist. Everybody on this team is a mental midget, and I think 
Except for Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is a fucking... He just gets in his own fucking head and he gets in the zone. But I think team psychologist with uh, how bad... When she, when she said team psychologist, all I thought about was Tony Soprano going to the, going to the, <laughs> going to the shrink. And I just pictured every single Yankee just sitting in that shrink chair as big as Tony Soprano is just looking so out of place. Like Giancarlo Stanton just sitting there like, why do I always get hurt? What, how do I fix this? How do I fix my mental state? I, I think we actually could use it. I think they could use it. So good call. Thank you for the call. My little side note, I actually have a client that is named Lauren in Austin, Texas. That's been ghosting me for a week. So if that's you, please <laughs> so email me back. <laughs> email, email back Chandler then. Yeah, if that if that's you, shoot me an email back because uh, it's making me sad. So, if but honestly though, you, too, she back. mentioned the the curse of the Astros in 2019. We literally, I I don't think I've had fun watching this team since then. Yeah. Uh, that's not true. I I liked the playoffs last year, but yeah. uh, this team hasn't we looked the same and since scored then. Scored like one run a game. Regardless, like that Indian series was fun. The Indian, uh, I, forget, I forgot that was the playoffs. Honestly, yeah, like no, that was that was that was fun. But yeah, since then, I, we haven't been we haven't been right. I honestly, I, I'm I stand by that. Good call. Thanks, uh, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Next call, we're gonna go to Tommy in Danbury, Connecticut. Hi, boys. This is from Tommy, the diehard Yankees fan. Put this on the pod tomorrow. We did. What are you? What is your mindset? What are you feeling like going into this game tonight, Sunday night baseball? Uh, as a diehard fan, are you optimistic about our chances? Are you upset with the way that Aaron Boone is handling things? Are you upset with injury? Although we already know that injury has been a problem for us for the last couple of years, I'd like to hear you guys break down where we're at mindset-wise as a as a group of diehard fans and how we move forward with the team. We know the pitching is there, although Corey Cooper's still hurt. Voight is hurt. We're really hurting in the middle infield right now. Uh, Urshel is doing really well. Uh, but the bats are not coming alive. Uh, how do we get behind this team? How do we, if we can't get through this Boston rivalry and we can't do something moving forward, how do you, how, how do you, uh, how do you get through this? How do we get through this as fans? I'd love to hear it. Give me some more tomorrow. Thank you for the call. What was it? So, Tommy. Tommy the diehard fan. We're diehard fans too. That Thank was before the, call. the game yesterday? That was before the game yesterday. So we did get okay, swept. Okay, so my feelings going into that game were not good. I'm not going to lie to you. We didn't have... So what originally pissed me off about yesterday, and I think this is a huge issue in its own, and it fucking all stems back to Boone and the management telling us that Stanton's going to be healthy. He's going to be out there every game. It's the Red Sox. It's a huge series. It is crucial in the division. You tell us Stanton's going to be out there every night. I expect Stanton to be out there every night. He was not there yesterday. John Carlos Stanton, love him, hate him, boo him off the field, do what you want. He's one of the most prolific power bats in the league. I don't care. You, you can have stretches from him like we saw early in May. If he's on the bench in a must need game, that show like that shows me all I need to see for the game. You're you're already you're already defeated mentally if you're playing to stay alive and not to win. I I just don't I don't get it. I don't get the management. I didn't feel good about it. I love Domingo on the mound, but it feels like anytime we get in a three I felt worse about the Red Sox than I felt about any other team this year because they score runs. 
and we don't. It doesn't matter who their hitters are facing. They're going to score four or five runs. We can't score more than three. We scored four in, or five in ten innings. That's all you need to know. I mean, we said it We said it before, and I think we were just talking about it in our group chat, too. I don't know if we mentioned this in the pod before, too. But, I mean, literally three runs just seems insurmountable. It just seems like... The second, even even in that last game when Verdugo hits the home run to start off the game, it's just like, oh, here we go again. And, and even one run seems like, oh, my seems God. Seems like so much. It just seems it's, like you're down by so much. Run. It's like if we start in the hole, I just, like you said about the mental midgets, whenever that one run happens, watch the Padres. When the Padres get down by a run, you would never know. When the Yankees get down by a run, nobody says a fucking word to each other. Yeah. It's dead silence in the dugout. You have two guys laughing that are both pitchers who have their fucking giant puffy jackets on in the middle of July or June. And those are the only two guys talking. And then the rest of the dugout is silent, just spitting seeds or dip or gum like Aaron Boone, who's fucking about to chew through his own jaw. This you, is, um, that's the only, th- only thing you see in the dugout. That's it. You see the uh, Cardinals game last night. They were down by seven, and they came back and tied it up. Like That... that will i'm confident which is terrible that i'm confident in this but i'm confident that we, we will never see that if we're down by seven runs we're throwing in Sessa for the rest of the game and we're just gonna that's punt. a punt no no, no. That's we're throwing in nick nelson we're throwing no, you got nick, nick nelson's that that's we're a punting pitcher him from scranton and he's coming to just yeah. give up 15 more so i don't watch the ins and outs of that of that particular game and how the other teams in the league handle being down by seven but i sure as fuck know that we are punting all those all those times, and I don't know that everybody else. I mean, I feel like other baseball teams are we also doing that to games. an extent, but I just don't. I, I know that we always do it, and it's just so irritating to watch. I turn the like I, I want I don't turn the game off, but I want to turn the game off when that happens. It's just not even fun when we start. But we we literally don't care about winning. It's like okay, we'll get the next one. Yeah. You know, it's like no, you won't. <laughs> you won't. It's gonna happen again, and then you're gonna punt again with a different fucking pitcher. It's just. Win the game at hand. Like this is the most just elementary way of thinking. Win the day in front of you. Don't think about the next series or the next day. If you can't prove that you can win games, you can't plan for the games ahead. You have to just win now. Win what's in front of you. Win today. It feels like every game to, from here on out should be played as if it's an elimination baseball game. Yeah. You, sh- you should absolutely be just treating it as a wild card game for the rest of the 100 games that we have for the rest of this year. And what we're entering the dog the days of summer, too. We're entering the dog days of summer, and it seems like we've just hit our stride. This is exactly what you expect with the dog days of summer, and it's just not looking good. So it just they need to literally act, and it's not even on the... It is on the players to act like it's a single elimination game, but it's on... That, that, my point from that is I want the management and Boone and everybody who is putting this lineup together to act like you're not trying to... Because the way they've been constructing the lineup from every day that we've seen is just trying to keep people healthy for the playoffs. Newsflash. We might not make the playoffs if you continue to do this bullshit, like you said, with Giancarlo Sen, who was promised to play the whole series. He was good to go for the whole series. And then he doesn't play in the last game on a day where we're going to get swept. So it's just... It makes no fucking sense. They truly... I, I just think what we need to see going forward is just show in more ways than one that you give a shit about winning baseball games. And it, it goes on a day-to-day basis with that, just putting out and not punting. And it goes on to a day-to-day basis 
or not a database, this goes to making a move and spending some money when you know you need it, or just taking a look in the fucking mirror for the players and realizing that you need to fucking change something. But in terms of the call from Tommy, how do we, as fans, get through this and be optimistic? You can't. To be very honest, it's very hard right now, but the only thing I will say is there's a lot of games left. I'm going to watch them just like I'm sure you are, Tommy. We all are. We're gonna get. We're gonna struggle through it, and I mean, we do have reinforcements on the way. Britain's coming back. Kluber will come back. Voigt will come back. I I do think that the reason why I am a little bit optimistic and I haven't consoled the season whatsoever because one, it's long, and two, I genuinely believe what we said before all throughout this podcast is I think that they know that if they miss the playoffs, all hell will break loose and. They, I think they, I think they're gonna spend some money. I think it, it I, took, think I think it care. took this to spend money and go over the luxury tax because you just need to. I think, I think they are gonna lose, not lose me as a fan, but they're gonna lose people. Like people are gonna be very much, they're gonna have a sour taste in their mouth when it comes to this team because they, they're, it's just they're showing they don't give a fuck. And we've said it all podcast, but I just that's why I'm optimistic about this year because I think we're gonna get some reinforcements that aren't even on the team. It's like, it's just, ah, fuck me, man. It's, you watch the teams like the 2016 team and stuff like that, where you've got Ellsbury out there who's, and you've got Brennan Ryan who hasn't played in three years, stuff like that. You expect those teams to be bad and it doesn't really, you don't care. If you play like this for that team, you're like, oh shit. Okay. We're like two games above 500. That's sweet. This is the team that was supposed to break through. This is a team that. We were one game away from a World Series, and we were one move, and I put that in quotes, away. And you go out and get Garrett Cole, and then you have the 2020. You're like, okay, you can justify that by it being the weird season. You can do that. It's a real season. This is 162. We have fans. We've got hot dogs. We have beers. We have the whole <laughs> nine yards. You come out there, and you put up a fucking show like this, that is concerning. That's concerning. That's why it's such a sour taste. It's because this is the team that was one move away for two years. This is the team that was one move away since the Astros series that they cheated. This is a team that would have won the World Series if the Astros didn't cheat. It didn't cheat. I'm saying that with quotes because obviously you never know. But that's what a lot of people claim. This is that exact same team minus a few pieces. You shuffle a few things around. There is zero, zero, zero fucking reason to come out here and play 500 baseball for almost an entire year now. Since the probably August of last year to now, we are a 500, if not below, baseball team. We were, I think I, I did the math the other day, and it was like we were like 60 and, or 60 and 57 or 63 and 60. Since then, we've lost like five of seven. So we are below 500 since the midway point last year. We are below 500 since the midway point last year. Feels like it. No, it's true. That no, is no, statistic. I, I know it's that true. Is true. But I I can attest my feelings. I I, I feel and that. And that's a, that's over a half a season of games. That is that puts you on pace to win like I don't know 80 games. That's not a. I mean, shocker. That's not a World Series team. That's why this is so disappointing. It's because it's not a funk. This this is a flaw down to the core. Fucking fix it. I don't know. What's your optimistic 
sentiment. I don't have an optimistic thing. You. I guess it I was is. supposed to be. No, I know. I was trying to be optimistic. Third person this podcast. Here, I got upset. Um, I don't know. I feel like it, it is still. I don't want to say early on because I feel like we've been saying that for a while. But there is a lot of baseball left. It's just it's concerning that we're in fourth place with three really good teams ahead of us. Um, so that's not really optimistic, but the optimistic part is we do have pieces that are coming to help out, like are the pitching reinforcements who are going to be huge during the end of the season. And I think I'll be more optimistic when we bring someone else on to help us out with the, put the bat in the ball. Like I, I'm legitimately, I'm, I'm optimistic that we can continue to play this. We can make it good enough to be a playoff team and maybe get there with the team we have right now. But if we don't make a move and get a different bat, then I, I'm not optimistic that we're going to make it far in the playoffs whatsoever. So that's it, the thing too. We, we not need only do to, we have to make it, but we got to yeah. fucking win. Like, I think, I think we can make it. I think we can make it, but we're not going to go anywhere. And I think I that we need Chandler. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. It was lagging on mine. You I have apologize. been the worst. You have been just interrupting everybody. <laughs> I'll just leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying anymore. Uh, we, need, we need something else to make it further than playoffs because right now we're not going to, we're not that team that can get that far ahead. And I'll be more optimistic when that happens. But for right now, I'm just kind of in, be enjoying the baseball games and I'm still watching every game. I'm still rooting for the team. I think everyone still should be doing that. And, you know, we are, we've known to just go on these hot streaks, cold streaks, and then cold streaks, hot streaks. So hopefully we get another one of those. And because when that happens, it's fun to watch. You know, we were in May, we won like 23 games or something like that. And that was a fun month of baseball to watch. So I don't know. I think we still have it, but we need that extra piece to kind of go over the top. If we were to put that panic meter back at something, I forget what we, what the levels were on it, but let's just call it one through ten. Chandler, how uh, how's your panic meter looking? Mm, seven and a half. I was gonna say six and a half. So it's pretty close. I'll call it seven then to be in between, but I'm right there. And I think, I think before we were at what. Like the threes, fours, because it was yeah. it was early. We did. I, we'll do this. Was, I was five because I still was talking. This is something. This is not new. Like this is no, something that I've been talking about since before the season started. That we we haven't addressed the major like philosophical flaw with this team. We have the pieces to make a run to the postseason. We don't have the pieces to break through in the postseason and you can check the tape i've been saying that since october of last year that dj re-signing dj isn't enough that's just going to put you in the exact same place that you are and you know that's that's that that is who you are you don't have the pieces to break through if you run it back every single year and that's exactly what we did yeah i mean i'm I think a seven is fair. I think anything more than that would be a little bit too much of an overreaction. Any more than like where we're at, all of us, any, like the eights, nines, like don't, not, we're not in everybody panic territory yet, but some, I think seven, a perfect name for that would be like something needs to change or else I'm going to go into everybody panic mode because it's just, it's just not looking good. It's not looking good. Um, 
mean, we did get to see an immaculate ending. That was fun. <laughs> it's a, it's the small wins at this point. Like you that, know, it's funny. It's the individual accolades. We're gonna you know, we're gonna funny. potentially get a Cy Young from Cole. That was like the one inning I didn't watch that game. Like I was like, don't ever watch I was like making food or something. So don't watch anymore. And that was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not going any more games. I, I need banned. to. Don't ever watch a game again. I'll give yeah. you the recap. I need to take a little hiatus from going to games. I'm like one in five this year so far. It, I don't think it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a lot of us are not doing too well uh, in terms of going to the games. But uh, yeah. Mac Lenning is pretty cool. Yeah. Good for him. And honestly, that start, too, more on Mike King. Uh, aside from that one mistake, I forget who hit a homer off him, but. Devers. Of course. Devers is good, dude. That was a uh, fucking missile. Yeah. Oh, my God. Devers is very good. Um, but aside from that one mistake, he, he was real good. So. I don't know. King's going to be. He's, he's been great this year. And I think that Immaculate Inning is just. It doesn't really matter that much, but it's just cool. It's just it's a very cool thing. Um, it sucks that our starter or that our team can't hit because we turn in a lot of starts from guys like that or guys like Tyone, who you know, like Tyone. I tweeted the other day, dude is out there, hasn't pitched in two years. He's trying to find a groove, trying to do something. He's stringing together some decent starts, and you can't pick him up. Like what is? I, I mean, fuck, man. Or King, who's trying to break through in the league and. He gives up. He has one mistake in six innings, and it's over. That I mean, yeah. it drives me fucking crazy. Yeah, these guys that, don't deserve that. That hurts the confidence too, because when you when you're a guy out there and you know you have a lead, you can go deeper into games. You can you're you're gonna pitch better, and it just you know it, 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 score runs, score runs, please. Much needed off day. Very much needed off day. You said it yourself, Chandler. I don't, Remember when I used to get upset when they were off days? Today was a good recoup my thoughts, and I don't even play on the team, so I don't even want to recoup my thoughts. I'm just tired of that's what I meant. Yeah, like it's just like I don't even I don't need a mental reset day. I needed a day where I don't because I I can't stop watching it every time I watch it, and I'm just sad. And I, I, they're down by 15 in the ninth, and I'm still watching it, and I'm just upset at myself and them. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya.
I guess you moved on really easily.